What's happening, Awesomeo NFL fans? Coming to you live with my pal Gundacker here. We're going to take you through the NFL Top Stacks DFS strategy show today. Hopefully, everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving. Everybody in the audience probably uh, four or five pounds heavier at this point. I know I am definitely still full from yesterday. Had a big breakfast this morning, knocked out an NBA article, and we're here coming to you live from my childhood bedroom once again at my parents' house. But we're going to go through the uh, NFL Top Stacks. Gun, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? You're uh, really good. A lot of ham, a lot of Oreo cheesecake, and I don't remember the rest. I just comb it out. No, it was, it was a really good day. <laughs> Family day. Rare rare day off. We don't get that in this industry that much. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, for, for that uh, one person who was in customer service yesterday looking for the NBA updates <laughs> that were uh, non-existing yesterday because the NBA didn't play, we'll have a ton of updates for you today. And we'll get into that later on uh, when we go through the schedule. But uh, for now, we're here uh, to go through some uh, some of the top stacks for this week of NFL. We've got a 10-game Sunday slate, so there's a lot to go through. Uh, we're brought to you by Jock Market today, so uh, make sure you check them out, guys. We'll run through a quick little thing about them in a little bit. Make sure to hit the like, the subscribe down there. You guys know where to find it down the bottom there. We've got some free stuff on the site, it looks like. Uh, make sure to go check out free tools and content today. That is the Week 12 NFL Player Projections. Pretty solid right there. NBA Player Rankings for tonight. NHL Player Rankings for tonight if you're playing nba dfs tonight also make sure to check out adam share's deeper nba deep dive article that thing is crazy in depth i read it every day before i get on the the nba strategy shows the nba live before lock just so i can catch up on news i mean it is a go-to piece of content and it's free on the site nobody does anything like that like adam's uh, piece of content for the deep dive for free so killer killer piece of content gun let's dive into this thing what do we like off the top? We've talked about, you know, fans, fantasy cruncher rules that we set in groups and how to do that in the past. And, uh, you know, we've gone through those things on the show. I think it makes some sense to, uh, you know, to kind of just dig into these lineups, dig into these stacks, and let's talk it through rather than running a big crunch and just telling people, well, if you do this, this guy's going to come up 8% owned. I think it makes sense to actually maybe talk through some of the plays within the stacks, what else you can get to. We're working, if anybody's on the lineup builder, we're working on getting the uh, the update pushed. It should be in uh, shortly, but I don't think we're going to have it up for the show. But we can talk through these things. We kind of know uh, where we're going with this. So coming off the top, DraftKings focus, who are some of your top stacks? Who are the teams that you're really looking toward uh, on the DraftKings slate this weekend? So, I mean, just looking at the top stacks tool uh, from the from the uh, Osmo premium content, the Rams at the top with an 8.6% leverage um, score, which is incredible, uh, especially considering it's a little bit smaller of a slate with three three games happening yesterday. Uh, so to find a team with that much upside and, and that many pieces uh, with that much leverage, hopefully it stays like this. I like that quite a bit. So Rams would be kind of be my starting point. And then looking behind them, 5% on the Bucks is pretty nice as well. Uh, and those are games that also come with decent totals. I saw that the uh, the, the Colts-Bucks game had a um, 52 and a half total. And as we get into the cold months, the 50 plus is going to be a little uh, fewer and far between. So those are probably the two starts for me, the Bucks and the Rams. And that's a couple great starting points. I mean, we're going to prolific passing offenses. We're going to teams that we know are two of the better teams in the league. Looking at the Rams just real quick, our game script adjusted passing percentage loves them. Our game script adjusted pace loves them. We've got them for a 61.8% passing share, 38.2% on the ground, and then a 66.9% uh, pace spot. They're 
already at a 65.7 in terms of uh, in terms of where they come in on the average. So this is actually a pace up spot for the already fast paced Rams. So this is what looks to me to be a standout standout spot. If we're going here, we know we're getting to Stafford. 7,100 feels pretty inexpensive for uh, for Stafford on the DK slate. He's up at 77 on the FanDuel. That's still pretty affordable, um, but 71 feels like a bargain for uh, for what Matt Stafford can give us in this offense. And then we get dynamic receivers and a, uh, and a pretty good offense up and down. Who are you looking at most to pair with Stafford in terms of his, uh, his pass catchers? So, you know, I want to snap call Cooper Cup at 9,600 bucks, just to put that in context. He's a thousand dollars more than Devontae Adams, uh, uh, which, which is that's huge. And, and, and then further that the run back potential between Cup and Devontae, like that's going to be a really slice and a thin. So while I would like to pretend Cooper Cup would be my highest known handcuff to, to Stafford, I think price wise, I'd probably fall into Odell. Uh, maybe Higby, maybe some Van Jefferson. Uh, you, you might not know this, but I'm a big old Dell Beckham guy. And uh, I know, you know, uh, on a short week, he didn't have much uh, uh, in, in lieu of snaps, but uh, coming off a bye week, essentially two weeks to kind of fill in, someone's got to step up real quick in the absence of Robert Woods. And I think 5K for Odell Beckham is something that just might turn out to be my highest owned receiver uh, on the slate, but especially my highest owned handcuff to Matt Stafford. I mean, that seems like a misprice to me, even if he's out there for a limited number of the snaps. We just know this guy. We know what he's capable of doing. Yeah, we haven't seen it with regularity. New environment, hopefully, you know, the positive, uh, all the narratives, the positive uplift that he's going to get from that. Saw three targets the last time out. So I think there's definitely a narrative where he gets some targets. Talking about Cooper Cup, 13 targets last time out, averages 11.6, a dominant, dominant receiver, 9.84 yards per target on the season, 1,141 yards and 10 TDs already. That's tough to quibble with in terms of, yeah, this is going to be the prime target. This is going to be the guy that Stafford's most likely to throw a bunch of yards and some TDs to. But to your point, getting to him, getting to the most likely run back on the other side, you're really, really cutting your salary pretty thin, even with the discount we're getting on Stafford there. So I do, I totally agree with you. I love going to some of these other options. Um, Van Jefferson is interesting to me as well. He's a guy who, you know, maybe doesn't get the respect that some uh, that he might deserve. Uh, 9.19 yards per target on the season, 487 yards and three TDs operating for most of the season as their third option. And now, you know, you can argue between uh, him and Odell as, as kind of being that second wideout option. So I think there's some definitely some meat on the bone to go to Van Jefferson at what is a pretty fair price for him as well here. Um, so given that we've got Higby, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham in those 4,000 in that 4,000, 5,000 price range, it becomes a lot easier to build with those guys. If you did want to go to a cup Stafford combo, are there specific value plays for, on the slate just in general that you'd be looking to pair with those guys, not necessarily from this game, or is there maybe an alternate run back from the green Bay side, not Devante. If you're going to a Stafford cup pairing, maybe you go to a different uh, run back from the green Bay side. Is that something that's in consideration for you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, past Devontae, the waters do get a little bit murky. Um, just on the slate in general, I, I didn't have any super standouts here. I've been kind of – heck, some of these guys I was, I was looking at for value are actually more expensive than Odell. So I would probably still lean on Odell, even with the, the cup lines. Obviously, if you get a quarterback in, in the, uh, the optimal lineup, they're going to throw three or four touchdowns unless they're a mobile guy. And that's probably what I would expect 
out of Stafford. So I probably still lean on Odell and Van Jefferson to your point. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's probably where it'd be at there, but looking at the rest of the slate, I don't have any standouts yet, but it's still really, really early. Yeah, we got time. It's, uh, you know, I'll be diving into my groups article later tonight and getting that thing together. And usually for me, that's really when I start finding out the shape of the slate and what's going to be coming along and where the values really are. But uh, just in looking, uh, you know, one quick, easy way to cut through the uh, the noise on some of that is to jump to our one of our other tools, the boom bus tool. So I just threw that up here and it looks like on the DK slate, a couple guys to keep in mind, maybe Kyle Pitts coming in at 6,100 at the tight end seems like a pretty low misprice for a guy with uh, with his general upside. He's our second highest player by boom score probability. The highest player by boom score probability on the entire board is the Houston Texans defense, which is a little bit of an oddball. Um, but uh, they come in at 2,300, so that's a, that explains that right there. Brandon Cooks, Miles Sanders, definitely some value. Looks like Debo's underpriced, but at 7,900, he's not going to really help you buy anything that we want. Um, but to the point that we've been talking about with this Rams offense, Cooper Cup at 9,600 still comes in as the fifth highest boom score probability. And that's a salary weighted metric. That's bananas. He is just so, so good here. So I do want to get to my shares of Cooper cup. And then maybe we're looking to some of these other guys, try and differentiate, find some leverage like Miles Sanders, nice 12.7 leverage score. That's definitely something to keep in mind. And he cuts down to a 5,100 salary. So if you're getting him in there and at the running back spot and, uh, and looking around the board, you see Aaron Jones too, on the green Bay side, you know, maybe you don't, go to the passing game there you go to Aaron Jones hope to pick off two TDs for only 6,000 as your run back I could kind of see that jumping over to uh let's take a look at the uh at the Bucks on the DK slate as well you mentioned them as uh, as having some value here and guys hit the uh hit the thumbs up while we're changing up uh teams here we'll talk through the Bucks real quick what we might be able to pair with them and then we'll jump over to uh to the lineup uh to fantasy cruncher and we'll see uh I know Mike dropped the poll in the chat we'll see what everybody wants us to take a look at we'll maybe uh try and run a quick crunch with something here but uh Gun, talk to me a little bit about the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and what we're seeing off the top here. Obviously, we've got uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, coming in at 7,600. And we've got some reasonable pricing for some really talented receivers. Which of the skill players are you really focused in on? Yeah, like I said, from, from what I can see, it looks like the Bucks right now have the highest implied team total. So that's nice. Um, and we know a Antonio Brown is doubtful. Mike Evans it was iffy in practice yesterday. Looks like he missed at least part of it. So that's going to shine a spotlight on 7K Chris Godwin, uh, and he would be somebody that would feel pretty comfortable. Um, we've seen him thrive just point blank without AB, and then if uh, Mike Evans is down, it's just upping the uh, the responsibility and potential usage for him. Uh, and we saw Rob Gronkowski kind of come back, did get eight targets in, against the Giants with some questions about potential limitations. So he was he would be uh, somebody that fills that tight end. Um, spot as well uh, I, and I, I do kind of like having a wide receiver and tight end uh, in my in my big QB stacks and, and I talked about earlier uh, if a quarterback's going to be optimal they're likely going to throw three or four uh, unless they're a mobile quarterback and we know Tom Brady is not I know he, he had that like 10 yard rush last week and you would have thought he just won uh, the Super Bowl for the 20th time <laughs> uh, so I don't expect that so yeah if Tom Brady's going to be optimal he probably threw three or four so immediately it's going to be snap call Godwin and then I probably rotate um, Gronkowski uh, maybe some um, Johnson depending on Mike Evans those are mm -hmm. guys that kind of sticking out here um, I I I know Leonard Fournette has had some games where, you know, he gets some um, targets. I'm, uh, heck, the last 
five or more in the last three weeks. So I, it's a little bit flimsier to to throw a quarterback in there with uh, with his running back, but the potential to maybe catch and shoot one isn't zero percent. So probably Leonard Fournette in the back end of uh, of the player grouping. Yeah, and I actually like that, Cole. You took the question right out of my head. So that's exactly where I was going with the follow-up. Averaging 5.4 targets for the, for the season, that's not nothing. Six targets in week 11, nine targets week 10. There's certainly some volume there for him. And I think what we're hoping for there is, you know, he has that 100-yard game on the ground, you know, maybe maybe runs one in, and then we get one of those targets near the near the end zone, in the red zone on a little, uh, you know, uh, wing play, and he takes it in for the, for the receiving touchdown for us. That gives you a big, big bump when you play the running back along with the quarterback and that's in that fashion because not everybody's looking to it to your point I think a lot of people are going to snap play Godwin and then go immediately to Gronk maybe to uh, to Evans if he's in and then to Tyler Johnson I think Fournette in stacks is going to be the third maybe fourth consideration for people so that's a way to get your Tampa stacks pretty different pretty quickly off the top so I really like that call I think that makes a ton of sense and we're already working with a team on the DraftKings slate 5.4 leverage score up at the top of the board in terms of our probability of being the top stack on FanDuel, top of the board in pro- probability of being in the top stack with a 2.1 leverage score. This is a very strong play. So we definitely want to uh, definitely want to focus on some bucks. And look, we're, it's no secret. We're talking about some of the top offenses in football. That's where we want to focus. This is where we're getting a lot of our uh, heavy probability out of. They're expensive, but they're worth getting to here. So, guys, real quick, we mentioned up at the top of the show, brought to you today by Jock Market. And this is, no joke, my new favorite site to play on. I've been a FanDuel guy for years. This is a totally different kind of thing. It's not your traditional DFS. What they did, they turned fantasy sports into a stock market. So you're buying and selling shares of players throughout the entire slate. So they have a pregame IPO. It runs uh, in the hour or so up to lock. For NFL, it runs uh, up till noon. So you got to be aware of that. It's like an 11 to noon thing that you want to be there. And it's a bidding situation. So you're bidding up those IPO prices, trying to grab cheap shares, just like when a company goes public, try and get in on those cheap shares because everything jumps up again after lock. And that's when it's an active market. So you're buying and selling shares from your peers, from other people. And just like with anything, you want to buy low, sell high, right? You get in early, get out, get out after a guy scores a quick touchdown. If it's somebody who you don't expect to be like the top performer of the day, if you can get in cheap on one of the guys who ends up as the top performer of the day and you hold those shares, they cash out big time at the end of the day. You can buy somebody for two bucks and cash them out for 25. That's a pretty solid win if you're, if you're booking, you know, 15, 20 shares. So check them out. Make sure to download uh, from any of your uh, favorite uh, favorite app stores. We've got a promo going on. Our exclusive Awesomeo promo code. It's Awesomeo all in caps. Gets you fifty dollars uh, bonus on your first deposit. So it's a fifty dollar deposit match. And Jock Market is running a first market guarantee up to a hundred dollars. They'll refund you on your first NFL or NBA market if you come up a loser. So not too bad when you put those two things together. I've been running up my uh, bankroll on this site. I'm really enjoying it. It's just a lot of fun to play. So get in there. I really encourage everybody to check it out. And uh, we've got free IPO projections as well. Helps you beat the market because Alex is giving you the values that these players should be at based on his projections. Makes it really easy to get on the right buys. So going with that, looks like we've got uh, some people who want us to stack up. Let's see. The Rams, which we just talked through. The Bucks, which we just talked through. And then they're saying the Hurts Eagles stack coming in at 14% and Burrow Bengals only at 3%. So talk to me about some Eagles. I think Mikey threw that one in there because he's an Eagles fan, but hey, we'll go with it. Yeah, so um, complete opposite of what we talked about with uh, maybe Stafford and, and uh, Brady. 
putting Hurts with some handcuffs is a little bit trickier because he's definitely somebody that can stand alone by himself and be a great fantasy play and then not necessarily have an optimal handcuff. Uh, last week, he had 13 completions, but 30 fantasy points. That's because he's running uh, and he had three rushing touchdowns yesterday. So Eagles are much, much more volatile, in my opinion, to uh, get to uh, in a uh, stack grouping with any level of confidence. But there are still pieces that would make sense. Uh, uh, we talked about Miles Sanders having uh, a decent boom bust score and a decent leverage score. Um, he's a guy that we've seen be a pass catching running back. So maybe he's somebody you throw in there. Uh, typically this season, my favorite handcuff to Hurts when I had to get there was Devontae Smith. So he'd probably be somebody I lean on. He's got six targets in his last three games. And two of those games, he did find Pater. One of them, he did it twice. Uh, so that's probably my top guy to, to handcuff. And then uh, probably a guy like Dallas Goddard uh, in life without Zach Ertz. So hasn't really had that explosion game. But sometimes a tight end, you don't need that giant game. You can just go out there, get a touchdown, 50-plus yards, and uh, it'll serve a purpose. So uh, I don't mind running Jalen Hurts naked. I definitely don't mind the skinny stack either uh, with just, you know, one guy. And then I'm not really feeling overly compelled to run it back with the Giants, man. They are always hey. dropping like fly. Hey, hey, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a rehab Giants fan. That's where the Odell love comes from. But it's uh, from watching the Giants this season. It's, it's not necessarily that I think they have bad players. Like my goodness, they can't stay healthy, man. Every game yeah. I watch, somebody's going down. But um, I did watch a lot of that Giants Tampa Bay game, and one of the things I did notice about them is like they looked like they were just trying to get. Kadarius Tony the football in open field whether it be uh bubble screens or or uh curl routes something like that just get him the ball get him in open space try to miss a couple tackles he ended up with 12 targets uh, uh and like a Giants player does <laughs> he had injury issues before the end of the game uh and he did not practice yesterday but if he was cleared by Sunday he'd probably be somebody I at least dabble with um at least uh, uh, we we know that this game stack is a lot cheaper than uh, many others that we might be on. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about some solid, solid value in this stack. Hertz coming in 7,300 is interesting price for him. Would you consider running him without any of his, uh, and, and I know it's a stack show, but just uh, it comes up a lot with the athletic quarterbacks, the guys who are capable of running it in. He's got eight rushing touchdowns and 618 yards, 5.4 yards per rushing attempt. So, I mean, we're talking about a very capable runner of the football. Would you consider running him out there without any of his correlated receivers or, uh, or skill players? I'd, I'd almost say I'd prefer it. Like, I, I think he just falls there and maybe, you know, sometimes you can stack a game without a quarterback, right? Get some of those PPR, heavy PPR guys or two uh, running back versus a receiver stack in your lineup and, you know, live without the, without the quarterback. And I think in Jalen Hurts case, uh, I'm here for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably have more naked Hurts than I do dedicated Eagle stacks. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then the other guy who just kind of jumps out, you mentioned Miles Sanders. We had as a uh, high boom score guy for only 5,100 on the DK slate, 6,100. And by the way, Hertz is at 84 on FanDuel compared to 73 on uh, DK. That's a massive difference. That's a, that's a little bananas, but uh, Quez Watkins stands out to me, 3,500 on the, on the DK slate compared to 51 on the FanDuel slate. Any love for him? If you are stacking 10.74 yards per target, 408 yards on the season, no TDs, any love for, uh, for Watkins here? at that cheap, cheap price. Yeah. Chip in a chair territory. Not, okay. not a, it's probably a big field, you know, hundred K to first 
uh, tournament play. I don't think you'd find me in the streets in 20 or less with him, but makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Big field dart throw kind of a guy. Three and a half target average on the season. So one last time out. Six the game before that, though. So there's there's some upside there some you know uh, any given Sunday type of uh, type of value there and then uh, on the other side we do have uh, the Giants coming in with the new OC also so there is that variable of maybe we don't know exactly what this offense looks like maybe they actually target Kenny Galladay if he's actually on the field I think he saw two targets last week their big free agent acquisition that uh, they just have done nothing with so far this season uh, Danny Dimes up to nine TDs on the season though that came up on the uh, show about last night's game I was talking about Trevor Simeon and how he had sneaky value because he's got eight touchdown passes in only four games and then i gave the list of guys who were similar you know uh, trevor lawrence has eight touchdown passes in 10 and i was glad to see my boy danny had jumped up by one td in his 10 games but uh yeah a little bit ugly in new york so we're struggling i would not necessarily go to the runbacks here with five minutes left in the show gun any other uh oh it looks like we just got a nice little super chat here actually tj's warwick uh, sent us 20 uh, 20 loonies says uh, just starting my research busy day tomorrow so only playing one lineup on FanDuel who are the core plays do you have core plays in mind for FanDuel is that something maybe I can jump over to the boom bust and take a look at uh, some of these it's a little bit of both I I I I gotta I I feel like I might be a little too biased this week I'm a boy Odell but everything just makes too much sense man I'm hoping for a a old school vintage Odell game because I'm a believer but uh uh, I think past that, I think we're seeing a couple opportunities with, uh, we mentioned Brandon Cooks, Tyrod Taylor looks competent um, when he's on the field versus what the Texas have had uh, to fill in the gap. So Brandon Cooks might just uh, target his way into a big game. Uh, and another thing about that is Houston kind of cleaned up their their running back situation. So potentially more volume to be uh, putting the ball in the air. So uh, I do like Brandon Cooks quite a bit. Makes sense. And, you know, when we're talking core plays, we can go directly to the top stacks and you pick your favorite stack, you grab several players from there, and then you're just building out the value and you you target either the value plays or the upside. So that's where I like to jump from the top stacks tool just directly over the boom bust. And it kind of informs that whole question. And looking down the list, I mean, we've got a lot of guys, if we sort by boom score, that are coming up significant values despite heavy salaries like Cooper Cup right there, who we've talked about, Debo at 8,000, Devontae at 87, Jonathan Taylor at 98, but we've also got a few interesting mix guys that are mixed in like Keenan Allen at 7,000 on FanDuel. I think that's too low a salary. You mentioned cook 6,500 with his target volume with a more capable quarterback throwing to him. That's a, that's too low a salary. Uh, Chris Godwin, who we talked about in that Tampa stack 7,600, probably a little bit cheap comparatively. Uh, you know, I'd rather pay uh, 76 for Godwin uh, then uh, 8,000 for Debo. Maybe that's a little bias on my part, but I think that makes sense. So there are some pretty strong values going down that board and then just start looking for, uh, for leverage. Um, so we appreciate the super chat there, TJ. Hopefully that helped a little bit, but I would just fire up the tools on, uh, on the site, grab your favorite stack and then build in the values that fit from uh, some of these guys we've talked about. Uh, Mike Zicki also stands out as a, uh, as a little bit of a value there, 6,200 for his capabilities. If you're not going to one of the tight ends that we've discussed during the course of the show, I think that makes some sense. Any final thoughts, Gun? Last uh, couple minutes of the show here, guys. Once again, we're brought to you by Jock Market. We've got the Awesome Hall of Fame as well. Uh, everybody knows about that. But uh, Gun, what are you thinking as uh, as far as final thoughts on this slate? Anything to leave the people with in our last ninety seconds? 
Now, nah, hopefully football is uh, good again this weekend. <laughs> that would absolutely be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have my uh, groups article up with all my groups and the rules uh, later in the day, guys, probably this evening. I'm at my parents' house and uh, hanging out with them. So maybe it's a little later, but we've got a bunch of content coming up the rest of the day, one o'clock uh, to two o'clock. So coming right up, we've got on the contrary with Lofty, Alex and Scott Simpson. That's a great show week in week out. They're talking about different plays. So if you're looking for some differentiated oddball type plays, some of the best minds in the football world, two, two Oh five to three o'clock. We've got the NHL strategy show with Cliffy and with Josh Harris, uh, three to three fifty five Yahoo NFL show Sunday picks with Kaufman and Eric four to four twenty five prize picks college football with Vanekin Gajeski. 445 to 6. We've got the NBA deeper dive with Lafayette and Adam. Then I'm coming back around from 6 to 7.30 with Eric for the NBA Live Before Lock, plus a little bonus 30 minutes at the end of it. So loaded, loaded rest of the day. I'm going to go take a little bit of a break. Gun, enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving Friday, and we appreciate everybody out there. Hit the like and the, uh, the subscribe on the way out the door, guys.